0: Today we celebrate with the whole church the solemnity of the Epiphany. And many Christians from Latin American countries exchange their gifts today rather than on Christmas, just as the three wise men did at their time in history. An epiphany comes from two little Greek words, epi, which means on or towards, and finine, to, to show. So the Feast of Epiphany is the festival of the showing forth or manifestation of Christ to the Gentiles. That means this is our party. We are the Gentiles. We are not originally part of the chosen people of Israel. And so we, all of us this morning, come together with the three Magi to the manger to encounter Jesus, to eat of Him who is the bread of life. And as we come this morning to worship, We experience firsthand what Pope Francis commented in his letter, Evangelii Gaudium, the joy of the gospel. In the very first number of that letter, he wrote to each one of us, the joy of the gospel fills the hearts and lives of all who encounter Jesus. Those who accept his offer of salvation are set free from sin, sorrow, inner emptiness, and loneliness. With Christ, joy is constantly born anew. I wish to encourage the Christian faithful to embark upon a new chapter of evangelization marked by this joy while pointing out new paths for the church's journey in years to come. But Epiphany is not a party for everyone. King Herod is obviously not happy and it says all of Jerusalem was troubled with him. And those who celebrate Christmas as Herodian holidays in the spirit of King Herod aren't happy at this time either. In fact, this is a time when often many people suffer from depression and anxiety and difficulties. And for them, Christ is a nuisance, a threat to their comfortable world. As the Holy Father continues in his letter on the joy of the gospel, he says, the great danger in today's world, pervaded as it is by consumerism, is the desolation and anguish born of a complacent yet covetous heart, the feverish pursuit of frivolous pleasures, and a blunted conscience. It seems the Holy Father was writing this about King Herod, who was so content there in his palace, surrounded by his power, his pleasures, doing what he willed, and he hears the news about this new baby who was born, the king of the Jews, and it gets him nervous. The Holy Father continues on, God's voice is no longer heard, the quiet joy of His love is no longer felt, and the desire to do good fades. Unless we think that we're exempt from this, the Holy Father says, this is a very real danger for believers too. Many fall prey to it and end up resentful, angry, and listless. That is no way to live a dignified and fulfilled life. It's not God's will for us nor is it the life in the spirit which has its source in the heart of the risen Christ I invite all Christians everywhere at this very moment to a renewed personal encounter with Christ or at least an openness to letting him encounter them and when God willing we open the door to Christ on this feast of the epiphany there are three things that are manifested to us first what he did when he came among us, secondly, how the Magi responded to Christ, and thirdly, what Jesus Christ calls us to do now. So firstly, what did Christ do? Well, what Jesus did becomes clearer when we see what he did not do. He wasn't born as the rich kid of Herod, the reigning king, He didn't announce his coming to the current political or religious leaders, the high society of his time. Jesus wasn't mainstream. Instead, he chose a poor peasant girl of the disinherited poor of Israel as his mother and a day laborer as his foster father. The angels came and announced his birth to a bunch of shepherds out in the field, the guys who had no religious leanings at all, because they didn't follow the religious practices of their time they were considered outcasts the star appeared to foreigners to immigrants to those who were not of the chosen people from all of this it's clear what jesus did is that he went to the fringes of society to the what pope francis called the existential peripheries and this is what pope francis mentioned when when he was still cardinal bergoglio in his intervention to all the cardinals before the papal conclave, he spoke to them and said the following, The church, which is all of us, the church is called to come out of herself and to go to the peripheries, not only geographically, but also to the existential peripheries, the mystery of sin, of pain, of injustice, of ignorance, and of indifference to religion, of intellectual currents, and of all misery, when the church does not come out of herself to evangelize, she becomes self-referential and then gets sick. Not sick in the good sense, sick in the bad sense. When the church is self-referential, inadvertently she believes she has her own light. She ceases, ceases to be the mysterium lune, the, myst- the mystery of the moon, the reflecting of Christ, the way that the moon reflects the light of the sun. And thinking of the next pope, this is Cardinal Bergoglio who later became Pope Francis he said he must be a man who from the contemplation and adoration of Jesus Christ helps the church to go out to the existential peripheries it helps her to be a fruitful mother who gains life from the sweet and comforting joy of evangelizing so what did Jesus do he went out he evangelized He brought God's love to those far from it. And this brings us to the second question. What did the Magi do? Well, this is exactly what the Magi did as well. They went out. They left their comfortable homes. They followed the Star of David. While Herod, King Herod, stayed stuck in his palace, skulking over insurrections and plots to undermine his power, the Magi went forth. They found Christ. They found purpose and meaning to their life. They found love. And on this epiphany, this is what the Holy Father is calling all of us as Catholics to do. All of us, I quote, all of us are called to take part in this new missionary going forth. Each Christian and every community must discern the path that the Lord points out but all of us are asked to obey his call to go forth from our own comfort zone in order to reach all the peripheries in need of the light of the gospel. And this brings us to the third and final question. What is it that Jesus Christ is calling us to do today? Clearly, Christ is calling us to go out like the Magi did, bringing our gifts to the Christ child who identifies himself with the poorest of the poor and the weak of our world. But our going forth will only be fruitful if we first encounter Jesus Christ. And that's, I think, what each one of us needs to... That's why each one of us needs to make some personal New Year's resolutions in two different areas. Firstly, to fortify in my own life and in my family... The encounter with Jesus Christ. You know, we all make good resolutions for the new year. You know, we want to lose 20 pounds. We want to establish better habits. We want to make it to the gym more frequently. We want to, you know, not say so many mean things to our spouse or to our our parents. It's good to make all those resolutions. But have we made resolutions in those areas that really matter in our relationship with God? And I would encourage each one of you to reflect today and as your gift to the Christ child your personal resolutions to grow in your relationship with him during this new year to make time for daily prayer to frequent the sacraments more often to go on a retreat where you can really encounter Christ more deeply and then take an honest look at the practical priorities in your life I find all too many Christians who say yes yes I love our Lord and I adore him first in my life But when it comes to where they put their money, it's clear that God ain't first. Or when it comes to, oh, I have a soccer tournament this Sunday so I couldn't make it to Mass. We see pretty clearly that soccer has become their God. And so let's look in this new year to how I can truly make Christ the center of my life. And in the second area where we can form those New Year's resolutions, how can you, not Joe Schmo next to you in the pew, but you, and I'm not talking just to the adults out there, I'm talking to the kids sitting in the front pew, like those two twin boys who are nine and a half years old sitting in the front pew. Okay? Every single one of us here is called by Christ to go out to the existential peripheries. And what does that mean for me? Well, it means something distinct for each one of us. But let me pull out a couple of hints from Pope Francis. He says, a church which goes forth is a church whose doors are open. Going out to others in order to reach the fringes of humanity does not mean rushing out aimlessly into the world. We are not called to be activists. We are not called to bring social justice to the world we are called to bring the presence of God into the world we are called to bring the love of Jesus Christ to those that we encounter and yes to go out of our comfort zone the Holy Father continues on we are called not to an unruly activism but above all an attentiveness Which is a true concern for the person of others, which inspires me to effectively seek their good. And who are those around me that are on the peripheries? Sinners who have strayed far from God, those who are suffering. And who of us doesn't know someone who's suffering right now, whether internally? or in their body those who who don't have a fair shake in life addicts prisoners unwed mothers Hey, even our Protestant friends they're on the peripheries they're not yet in the church of Christ fully they haven't experienced the joy of receiving Jesus in the Eucharist I get tired of people you know Catholics becoming defensive and saying Oh, well, we just got to you know, keep our, our, our little flock. No, Christ has called us to go out. We have the greatest gifts as Catholics. To have the Eucharist, to have the fullness of the sacraments, it's about time we recognize the gifts that we have and proclaim that with joy, the gifts that we have received. And yes, even atheists and those who live as if God did not exist Each one of us knows those peripheries around us that we can go to. And as a point of inspiration, I want to read to you in closing an email that a woman sent to me about two months ago. Uh, I've written two books. The second book that I wrote is an, an answer to atheism in our modern society. It's called Better with God. And this woman happened to be at a convention that I was speaking at and she picked up a copy of my book afterwards, and she wrote me this email afterwards. She said, Father, hi. I was at the convention this weekend, but we didn't meet. Anyways, cool story about your book. Stick it with it for the end, please. I bought five books on Sunday, two of yours. They looked interesting. I went to the airport, and I picked the top book out of my suitcase for the plane ride. I sat next to, no kidding, a heavy metal rocker who takes heavy metal cruises and goes around the country to heavy metal concerts. Definitely someone on the periphery. <laughs> we talked the whole flight. Super nice guy. Anyways, um, they kept talking about inviting people this weekend, so I went for it and asked if he went to church. He said no. I asked, how come? He said he didn't think he believed in God because of the science of it, and he was good without faith, and people who seek out faith do so to be good. I said, hmm. I do a lot of reading, and I promise if you look, you'll find science 100% supports intelligent design, so just look at the Fibonacci numbers. And I don't have have faith to be good. Faith is a gift from God to show me how he loves me, and he loves you too. I'm totally condensing his question and my answers. It was a 10-minute conversation. And then I looked at the book in my lap. Guess which one I randomly picked? Better with God. Why be good without God when you could be better, better with God? Your book. It gets better. I flipped over to the back cover and read it to him, and the three topics on the back were the exact things he said he had questions about. I said, Matt, I really think God is inviting you here. Please take this book. He took it. So a heavy metal rocker is reading your book. Is God the coolest, funniest guy ever? just had to tell you, I wish I had met you in person. I went home and I ordered another one so I can read it. Have an awesome day. God bless. Trisha. Today, Christ is calling you to reach out to those existential peripheries and to bring the love of Jesus Christ to those around you. Strengthened with the gift of the Eucharist today, let us go forth to carry out that mission.